This is the Relatable Podcast with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to create happy and loving marriages without making over their husbands. If you are a wife looking to transform your marriage from the inside out, you've come to the right place. Get ready to hear relatable stories, practical advice, and empowering perspectives for how to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of Relating Well. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan here, founder of Relatable. Hi. Happy Tuesday. I'm going to say happy Tuesday, but I recognize that you may not be listening to this on Tuesday. So happy whatever day it is that you happen to catch this podcast episode. So today we're going to be talking about a pretty cool topic. I think it's cool because I recently had a breakthrough in this area in my own life and so whenever I do that I get super excited to share it with you because I want the same for you. So before we delve into this topic and this concept of self-soothing I want to just chat with you for a minute like girl to girl okay so we're woman to woman excuse me woman to woman. So I don't know if you've ever thought this, but I know that I have where sometimes like when I'm getting my nails done or when I'm getting makeup done, like if I need to get professional makeup done for something or even just doing my hair, I have this thought sometimes of like, man, I wish I could just do it myself, right? Because sometimes the hassle of going to the salon standing in line, waiting for your turn, and sometimes the expenses add up. And there's just these moments where I'm like, man, I wish I knew how to do this myself. I wish I knew how to do my own makeup exactly this way so I didn't have to go and pay someone else to do it. I wish I knew how to do my hair exactly how I want it. Or even sometimes this also comes up for me with food, like steak. I really like steak. And some I've like tried to like recreate steak at home the way that I have it at a restaurant. And it's good, but it's not quite the same. So anytime I'm craving like a delicious steak, I know that I have to like go out and eat it that I haven't yet mastered how to create it at home for myself. And, you know, it's a little bit frustrating right because sometimes you don't want to spend the money to go get like a expensive steak or you don't have the time to go out or sometimes it's just a hassle to have to depend on someone else to do something that you really wish you could do on your own and so I thought about that within the context of self-soothing and self-soothing within the context of marriage and just got really excited about talking to you guys about this. So I don't know, for those of you who have children, when I had my kids and they were, you know, infants, I was reading a lot of books on sleep, right? Like how to train your babies to like sleep on their own. And that is where I first came across like the words 
self-soothe, right? You want to teach your child to take care of their own needs, to be able to put themselves to sleep. Otherwise, they're going to be like seven years old and you're like still rocking them in the chair with a bottle trying to get them to sleep. And so in some ways, that concept was already imprinted in my mind. And you can think of, you know, your own children and the things that you are teaching them now to prepare them for a happy and fulfilling life later. And I think the same intention and the same principles apply when uh, we talk about self-soothing within the context of marriage. And really what I think of it as is you being able to take care of your own emotional needs so that you feel better. Now, a lot of times what happens when we get married is we depend on our spouse to take care of our emotional needs so we feel better. And that looks a lot of different ways. I know for me personally, in my own marriage, that has shown up in the form of empathy. That if I'm feeling upset or down or sad about something, what I want most from my husband usually is empathy, right? And we know that men are sort of wired to look for solutions. And so I may bring a challenge to him. I may bring a problem to him. And his only focus is like, okay, what can I do to fix this? Like, And to get me to not feel that way. And so early on in our marriage, you know, my husband would always tell me like, you shouldn't feel that way. And I'm like, how dare you tell me how I should feel? You can't tell me how to feel. And what we realized after a lot of discussion and me listening, honestly, what I found out is that when he said that to me, it really was coming from a place of like him not being able to handle my negative emotion, especially when he couldn't do anything about it. And so his dismissing it or him trying to get me to feel a different way was not out of um, being sort of callous and uncaring, but it really was from the place of caring so much and wanting me not to feel that way, but also feeling helpless that he couldn't do it on his own, right? And so for some of you that are listening, like that may be all you've needed to hear from this podcast to just open up your eyes and your ears to seeing things in your marriage a little bit differently. And so great, right? Great if you really caught that and really understand what I was saying in that example. Um, For others or for anyone who just wants to continue on because you value uh, the content that I share, I want to couch this concept of self-soothing within a conversation and a recent situation that happened in my own marriage. And I feel like I'm so full of stories today. So I hope that's okay that we just have like a chat <laughs> on this this time together. Um, a valuable chat, right? There's some people you can talk to and you walk away and like your life is no better. Um, but I hope that your life is much better and your eyes are open after this conversation with me. So the other day I was having not the best of days and I was feeling a little bit like discouraged and a little bit frustrated and a little bit down. 
And so, you know, my husband and I are talking and we're asking about our days and I'm like, listen, I was like, I had a crappy day today. And, you know, he was like, oh, okay. And, you know, he was in the middle of doing something. So there's like a lesson there of like, don't come to him expecting like a full attention and full conversation if he's in the middle of something. So I was fine with that. And, you know, I was like, well, when you come back up, you know, we'll talk and I'll share with you like why this day was so bad. So we get back together, right? And I'm preparing to tell him and I find myself coaching him on how I wanted him to be in our conversation. And so that looked a little bit like this, like, hey, like, I'm about to tell you about my day. This is what I need from you. I need you to just like be my best friend. I need you to just give me empathy and to just tell me that everything is okay. So I'm already setting him up for like how I need him to be, which as a coach, I already know is like mistake number one. So as these words are coming out of my mouth, I catch myself and I'm like, oh, never mind. And he's like looking at me bewildered, right? And I'm like, never mind. I was like, you know what? I'm actually really working hard on trying to have a conversation with you and being totally open to however you respond. Like, I don't want to come to a conversation with you needing for you to respond in a certain way. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to process this day myself and feel better about it so that when I bring it to you, like it's just a neutral conversation that's not going to trigger me if you don't say the right things in the right way. And so he was like, okay, cool. So I go to journal and I go through my process of how I like to condition myself to think differently, how I like to um, become aware of like how I sometimes am responsible for my own suffering. These are all the things that I actually teach my clients and that I'll be going over in the retreat I have coming up. But I have a process, right? There's like certain things that I do to like de-escalate my emotions. There's certain things I do to manage the way I am thinking so that I can feel better. So I did all that. And like by the time I was done, like my bad day, quote unquote, had turned into like a just perfectly fine day. I had many things to be grateful for. There were so many things going right and I felt so much better. So, you know, back to my husband, he's like, okay, like, are you ready to talk now? I was like, well, we can talk about it, but like, I don't even need to, like, we can talk about something totally different now because I'm in such a better place. And so that is self-soothing where you can enter into a process for yourself. You know what to do. You know what to say such that you are feeling better and it does a lot of things. And so I'm going to share with you three reasons why learning to self-soothe is better than what you're probably doing, which is looking for your husband to soothe you or to say the right thing to make you feel better. Okay. So the first reason it's better to self-soothe is it empowers you, right? So for those of you who have been following me for any length of time, you know I have a private group on Facebook called the Empowered Wives Society. So I am all about 
empowering you, helping you to feel empowered. And so empowerment is a word that is thrown out there all the time. And what I mean when I talk about empowerment is that you are able to stand in the full power of who you are and who you were created to be. And so, yes, as a woman, you were created from, you know, the husband's rib and you were designed to be his helpmate. But in order for you to help anyone, right, whether that's your husband or your children or whatever other place in your life you're pouring yourself into, you have to be full. You have to be empowered. And what is amazing about a self-soothing process is that's exactly what happens. And in the process of that, it builds your own confidence. It makes you feel like, wow, like I can do it, right? I can shift my negative emotion into a positive emotion by myself. Just by doing a few simple things consistently, I now have built the muscle to be able to do that. Wow, I am powerful. God has given me this mind, this brain that I can control, right? A lot of times as women, we feel like we're totally out of control in our emotions, but like you have the power of God within you. So you can always be in control of your emotions, be in control of your thinking, being in control of how you show up to any situation in your life. And so being able to soothe yourself in an emotionally tender moment is so powerful. And quite frankly, you are the best person to be able to do that. Because here's the thing, you know exactly what you need to hear. You know exactly how you need to hear it. You know exactly what you want to be believing instead. And so why not just give yourself that gift? And I think what gets in the way sometimes is we're a little bit lazy, right? Like it's so much easier to just have someone else use their energy and their thinking to try to make us feel better. But I'll tell you, once you get over the hurdle of not necessarily being motivated and you actually get into the process where you're actually able to get this result for yourself, you'll actually become addicted to it. And so I say that to you because I am on the other side of it now, but for sure, there were many, many moments, <laughs> weeks, years, you know, that I was looking for my husband to be the one to make me feel better, to make me feel validated. And now it's so exciting to know that I don't need him to do that, which brings me to my second point is that when you are able to self-soothe, you actually release the other person from needing to do or be anything other than who they are and doing what they are already doing. And in a marriage, you always want to be in that place. I know we come to marriage with so many expectations, but the path to your peace and happiness in your marriage is to be able to accept your husband just as he is. And one other thing that I am um, personally working on and will definitely do um, a future podcast about is just this idea, right? I'm going to plant this seed if I haven't done it already of what if your husband's only job is just to be there for you to love? 
Like, what if he didn't have to do what you want him to do, show up the way you want him to show up, but that is a wife, right? Like, God has already commanded us to just love, to love our husbands as ourselves. And so what if you just loved him unconditionally, no matter if he was meeting your expectations, if he remembered to do the thing you wanted him to do or not, right? And so when you release him from needing to be a certain way, it allows him to just be how he is, but it also gives him the opportunity for him to show up in a different way being his idea, right? So most of us don't like to be told what we need to do and how we're supposed to show up to a certain situation. We are much more motivated. We are much more inspired when we feel like it's our idea, where it's a conscious choice on our part because we want to, because it's our desire to, because it's our pleasure to do that. And so when you have all these requirements on how your husband has to say it and when he can talk and when, you know, how he's supposed to listen, then he feels controlled and he may do it, but he's doing it out of like obligation and feeling like he doesn't have a choice. And that never feels good, right? That And that's never something that's actually going to last, And so you always want to be in a position of allowing him to show up an interaction with you from a place of inspiration, from a place of motivation, and just genuine desire to do it, right? And I'm sure, you know, when you have requested things of him and he has done it, you know, you felt a little bit off about it, right? Because in the back of your mind, it's like, well, are you really doing this because you want to? Or are you just doing it because I said you had to? right? So by being able to soothe yourself and to take care of your own emotional needs, you release him. You release him to potentially come back and say the right thing that you really wanted to hear. But when he does it at that point, after you've already self-soothed, it's just like a cherry on top of the Sunday instead of needing to be the entire Sunday, okay? And then the third reason why it's better to self-soothe is because honestly, it's just a positive coping mechanism. So last week I sent an email and for those of you who are on my email, you definitely, if you're on my email list, you definitely want to pull this email up because I talk about coping mechanisms, right? And so when you're in a marriage and things are not going exactly the way you want, you are a human, right? And so you are going to find ways to cope with that. You're going to find ways to cope with your reality, not necessarily being what you want it to be. And a lot of times we have coping mechanisms that are just not healthy or positive, whether that's overspending or overeating or over drinking or over complaining, over busying ourselves. Like there's a thousand and one things we do to cope because doing that coping thing feels better than experiencing the emotion of whatever is going wrong. And so when you learn to self-soothe, you learn to first accept and then tolerate and then embrace any emotion that you're feeling. 
And so when you're able to embrace feeling any emotion, you're able to like willingly allow yourself to sit in an emotion, that's when that emotion has no more power over you. Because most of the time, we turn to these other coping mechanisms because we're running away from feeling sad. We're running away from feeling anger. We're running away from feeling lonely and dismissed and rejected and abandoned. And so we go doing all these other things that in the moment provide a temporary relief, but that passes away. And so this situation that I've given you as an example in my own marriage, it happened a, several weeks ago, but I, I still have that as a tool now to always use. And so it's just like lessened the impact of that negative emotion of having a frustrating day for the long term, right? Like because some of the same things have happened on other days, but because I really dealt with it, because I really cleaned it up, because I really saw what was actually happening, then the next time it comes up, I'm just much better prepared to deal with it. And so when you have been able to develop the capacity to soothe yourself, you just have a really positive coping mechanism that's always going to serve you. You always know what to do. This step-by-step process is always available to you, right? But if you're using other coping mechanisms, they may not be available to you, right? So like my previous coping mechanism might have been like a piece of chocolate cake or a brownie, right? And so like, I'm not always going to go out to the store and get a piece of chocolate cake and like all of the things that, you know, getting that thing, right, whatever your thing is, would require. And so this more positive practice of self-soothing, like all you need is a pen and a piece of paper and an open mind. That is available to you all the time. That is not a hassle, right? So I want you to just get into the habit of just considering and thinking about like, is this a moment where I could just practice soothing myself, right? And empower myself and not need my husband to do anything differently than what he's doing and use this as a positive coping mechanism rather than turning to a glass of wine or, you know, binge watching some mindless TV, Right. So that's what I have for you today. This one was kind of straight into the point. And I'd love to hear what you think. Right. Because I'm sure you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, but like if I'm soothing myself and I'm taking care of my emotional needs, like what is he there for? Like, why would I even want to be in a relationship where I can't depend on my spouse to like be there for me emotionally? Like marriage is supposed to be an interdependent relationship. And it is, right? It is. Like there are mutual benefits that marriage offers. But a lot of times I think we focus too much on what we're getting from our spouse and not enough on what we're giving. And the only way we can give is if we're full and filled up ourselves. And so self-soothing is just another self-care practice 
that you can use to take care of yourself. One of the questions I always ask my clients is like, what can you do to take care of yourself today? And we've been so conditioned to just say the like standard, like, well, I can like go to sleep or I can go get a massage. I can go out to dinner. And yes, those things are fine and they have their place. But like, I want to encourage you to add to your practice of self-care, this concept of self-soothing of journaling, of focusing on gratitude, of shifting your thinking so that you feel better. Because those are the things you can do any moment you choose. And it's free. So thank you for tuning in. I, again, would just love to know what you're taking away from this episode. And if you have been self-soothing already, I'd love to know what you're doing um, and I'd uh, love to share it with others. So thank you again. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. May you soothe yourself and know how to feel great all on your own. Bye for now. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Now I'd love to connect with you more. Join me in my private group on Facebook, the Empowered Wives Society, or sign up for my weekly newsletter at berelatable.com. There you'll find additional resources to help you create the happy and loving marriage you desire. And of course, I can't wait to meet you right back here for the next episode. Until then, make your marriage amazing.